Hello, and welcome back to the Dad and Buried podcast, or welcome for the first time. It is the first edition of 2021, um, and uh, because of that, we're going to be talking about resolutions, parenting resolutions, um, not weight loss resolutions and stuff with Mama Buried and I, I think, are both sort of kind of doing dry January. I, uh, Sorry, I forgot to introduce you. My name is Mike, a.k.a. Dad and Buried. I'm here with my lovely wife, Heather, a.k.a. Mom and Buried. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. Um, yes. I mean, I'm going like damp, damp January, maybe dry-ish. So, I got to like yesterday. Which was quite an accomplishment. So yeah. we want to say, so we were, this is Thursday night. We, we were going to record this as early as Tuesday. Um, and we actually planned to record it yesterday, but you may have noticed that something major kind of went down in this country. We were watching um, the world burn essentially yeah. yesterday and doing Just, it uh, without drinks. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. It was, we were going to do this little podcast, but instead just witnessed like an attempted coup also yeah. cool we watched democracy nearly crumble um and we watched it all with uh, a trusty glass of water one of my resolutions um aside from jai january is to drink more water so far i think i'm doing a great job of drinking more water you are you pee in abnormal amount um and you're you're good see this is the thing when it comes to dry january which i think 95 percent of people who um embarked upon this like threw that shit out the window about 3 p.m yesterday they definitely wisely um no idea how i hung on for the day um especially since my commitment isn't quite to where yours is but you are also trying to lose weight yes i'm a fan i am in impeccable shape as we know you look incredible (laughs) no i don't need to lose weight i want to work on you know getting stronger and getting back into exercise but I can totally do that drunk. So I don't know why I'm doing this other than for support. <laughs> well, look, 2020 was was a long uh, decade for us to survive. Um, and no shame on anybody, including ourselves, who kind of let some of our uh, standards kind of go out the window. You know, at one point last year, I did dry January. By the time March came around, any progress I had made had disappeared. Um, and, you know, a lot of things went out the window, both in the name of self-care, insanity, and survival, um, you know, drinking pretty much every single day, um, staying up too late, our kids getting too much screen time. I, for one, was was waking up too late since I don't have to take a commute into the office. I could just yeah. be in my PJs. I haven't was, seen any change on that the first week of January, <laughs> by the way. I was so. feeling gross. I was I was feeling I was I was tired of waking up, not even necessarily hungover, just just feeling gross and a little bit of a of a malaise. Um, of being stuck in a rut of doing the same shit all the time, which I'm I'm going to happily get back in that rut come February, oh, yeah. Yeah. but I want to hit the reset I mean, button a little bit in January, which is why I'm doing it. Based on like the first five days of 2021, shit ain't getting that much better anytime soon. I mean, there is some hope on the horizon, um, but things are still, you know, in a could burn to the ground any second sort yes. of thing. Um, so that's why, at best, I'm going with uh, with a damp date. So self-care uh, remains very important in 2021, um, certainly, and especially for parents uh, who are faced with their kids, not necessarily going back to school, but being back in school of some kind. We're still doing a, a largely remote schooling here, which can be not our favorite thing in the world. It can be pretty tricky, especially when um, you don't have the promise of a cocktail at the end of that day. Um, but we most do, places I think are either full remote zoom school or hybrid at this yeah. point, since a lot of places are going back into lockdown if they had the kids out, um, or hybrid, which, you know, then you get to roll, like, you know, play Russian roulette with your lives every day. All of them are fun options and not at all stressful. So, you know, but in an effort to try to revamp after the hell that was 2020, um, I'm not one of those people that's like 2020 over is over. Yay. Like everything's changed. And clearly if you've been paying attention, some this things week, are worse. Yeah. It's not looking that great. Um, but regardless for those people wanting to kind of feel a little better about themselves, if only for a month, um, 
talking about some parenting resolutions and how we can try to like, you know, step up our parenting game um, or maybe get back on par with our very low, low bar at the beginning, whatever, whatever it is, for better or worse, if it's even going to happen, because let's be honest. Well, one of the things that I pride myself on with my dad and buried social media empire is lowering the bar for other parents, um, because I am not good at this, um, failing all the time, and I'm constantly uh, writing about that and, and sharing jokes about how bad I am and how horrible my kids are as a result of my horrible parenting. Um, so, yeah, obviously... Um, your You're kids great. are at least 50% delightful. Fine. At least 50%. I think 50%. we know where that comes from. You're not all bad. So we're not focusing on dry January, which in many ways may be a disaster for us personally. Um, we are focusing on parenting resolutions. Who cares how drunk you are or how fat you are as long as you're not yelling at your kids so much? We'll see. So before we get into that, I do want to remind everybody that you can you can subscribe uh, and like this podcast on Apple, on Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube if you want, even though uh, hardly anybody does, which is one of the reasons you know we rarely dress up for these recordings. Although you look lovely, Mama Buried. Thank you for putting in some effort, as opposed to me. Actually, this is probably the most dressed up I've been in. Yeah, a while. I mean, this is you know, this is like prom gear for you at this it's, point. It's You're not a hoodie. The same one of two hoodies. Like exactly. guys, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little sick of. I mean, at least I changed my tops. You I know? can't find my Red Sox hoodie. Travesty. I would. I would love to see a third hoodie be put in the rotation. <laughs> That's really well, what I'm asking for here. Not well, like, look, you have buttons on. Look at you. I know. It's, well, it's, it's a Henley, I think this is called. Look, look, dressing better is not one of the resolutions. So what I did was, you know, I went on. <laughs> I went on Instagram um, where a lot of people like to weigh in when I put the topic up there and I, and I collected um, basically what everybody's top five resolutions or I didn't ask for top five resolutions. I just asked for their parenting resolutions that they're trying to improve on in 2021 and I tallied them. Um, so we're going to run through a list of the top five um, and we're going to run through some random ones because there were some funny random ones. And then we're going to run through the, a countdown of the top five from five to one and see what everybody's trying to improve this year. Most people did not say they were going to try to do dry January. And like you said, if they had, um, it was probably gone out the window by Free yesterday when, when the Capitol was, uh, the, when the windows people. were being broken at the Capitol. I but mean, some gonna... people pointed out, um, and to their credit, clearly dry February is the way to go. It's the shortest month, not a leap year, you know. It's funny. Not, we'll see where we are then. We could be under like a police state. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, regardless. It's funny you should say that, though, because Pete, my other co-host, he does dry um, like from the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl ends and he goes dry until like spring break in April or something. Um, so he does February, March and then goes just as long as he's feeling it. You know, I never liked him. No, me neither. That's I knew there you're was on. something. Uh, no, he's he's otherwise delightful. I don't get that because I have to say, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. I definitely think I have SAD, as they call it, or seasonal effectiveness disorder. I a million percent get that, where I get depressed. I mean, as someone with that MS, you already get a vitamin D deficiency. Like, yeah. it feels good to drink up the sun. So to just sit in the dark, and in the cold of my house, now exclusively, never leaving, basically, um, doesn't put me in like a good place. I'm like, I mean, this is actually just talking myself into wine as we talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> you also have a, you also have Sunday affective disorder, where on oh, Sundays yeah, <laughs> you get depressed as well. Woo, anyway, Sunday so, puts me in so, a down spiral. Well, one of the, one of the resolutions that many people suggested uh, did have to do with, with self care for parents, um, which is probably part of the reason a lot of people aren't doing dry January. But we're going to get into uh, some of what what people said they were trying to do, and then we're going to run through the top five uh, right after this. Thanks for listening.
All right, we are back with Dad and Barry podcast with my lovely co-host, Mom and Barry. You can find us both on Instagram and Twitter uh, and Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Your Facebook account got deleted No, Facebook, like, shut me out, which was honestly the greatest gift Zuckerberg has ever given me. I'm I'm still on there. I even have a Facebook uh, group for the podcast, which I I post on once every two months. Really hard to keep up all these damn channels. Anyway, I didn't do anything offensive. They just are inept. um, Instagram is really my uh, home, and you know, Twitter is really where I scream into the void. So Instagram, let's go with that. Well, we also scream into the void here on this podcast. As Pete likes to say, we scream into the pillow, right? So we, we vent about parenting, all the terrible aspects of it. Um, and, but I, pretty much what I do everywhere, all the time, online and off. Um, Ken Bouch. You know, we're not here to offer advice. We're really just here for solidarity. If we give you some advice and it works, you know what? Throw us a little bit of money on, on Patreon. A bunch of people do. We appreciate it. Subscribe. Give us a review. Like on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen um, yeah, I feel like, you know, guys, listeners, you really got to step up your subscribe and like game. You know, my kids just started really watching YouTube, and I feel like we're not saying subscribe and like, you know, uh, like yeah, those yeah, ridiculous yeah. stupid Yeah, tap that kids. like button. Yeah, tap yeah that exactly. Like button. Go ahead, tap it. Come on, guys. Throw us a fucking bone and hit like. Like, it's going to kill you. One of your, everybody is listening out there, one of your resolutions should be to like and subscribe to my podcast more often. Um, Absolutely. So. Appreciate that. So before we get into the parenting resolution, so this is funny. So before um, the insurrection that happened yesterday uh, in Washington, D.C., the big parenting news of the week was uh, Bean Dad. I don't know if everybody came across Bean Dad. Where Bean I Dad, think a lot um, of people, especially people who are more in the Instagram, Facebook world, they seem clueless to Bean Dad. I have to say I did oh, a really? poll um, and they had no idea. And so... Please do tell about Bean Dad. Bean Dad is a dude who's a musician, I believe, in the band The Long Winters. They have one song that I like. Um, Never really dove deep into them. I think his name is maybe John Roderick, something like that. Yes, it's something Roderick. And he posted that he was, his daughter was hungry. His, like, four-year-old? What is that? that No, nine, nine. Four would be worse. No, she was nine, right? And she said she was hungry, and he said, "Go get yourself some beans," because he was too busy. Some yeah, baked first beans. Of all, let's just start with the fact he's like, she's like, "I want a snack," because she'd already had like a full breakfast, as he says. And he's like, "You know what? Just go get a paint can of beans," which is the first question I have. But moving on. So she goes and grabs the beans, but she can't open them without a can opener. So he gives her the can opener, and he says, "Figure it out." Um, and then it, like he, he recounts how it took her like six hours to figure it out because it's not super intuitive. These damn kids, they're screwing up everything. <laughs> they're, so, they're coming in. We just throw them a can of beans. That should get rid of <laughs> We should throw them a can of beans. So <laughs> he, he basically, he wrote this long story about how he gave her the can opener and the can of beans and he, and he let her struggle for like six hours even though she was supposedly starving. And he was like, you know, how are you going to survive if you can't figure out a can opener? And then he, at the uh, end, it, when she finally figured it out, he treated it as a big triumph. And then he wrote like triumph. 32 tweets in the meantime. Yeah. And he treated it as a big parenting triumph that his, you know, his daughter figured it out and he's a great dad teaching self-sufficiency and all that stuff. Um, and then, then the internet jumped down his throat and they found out a bunch of uh, horrible tweets he had posted in the past. He supposedly said he was joking about all this racist and homophobic and misogynistic stuff and anti-Semitic stuff he put out there. I mean, anyway, yeah. that was the big story that we thought we were going to be I talking about. I mean, it's about. like giving a caveman, like, I don't know, a washing machine. Like, just absolutely Figure it out, clueless. caveman. Yeah, like, just what? What is this? Like, the kid doesn't know. Well, and actually, what is funny to me, real quick. Mom transparenting, an account I love. She completely, again, she doesn't know because she's less in the Twitter sphere, um, was talking about how, like, her electric can opener, like, quit that, like, yeah. two days later. And she had to, like, figure out her own can opener. She's just, like, you know, a hacky guy. Like, just <laughs> fucking clueless. You know, she's in her 30s. And she's just, like, and I couldn't get the thing. And I'm, like, ripping the can apart. And I'm, like. Have you heard of Bean Dad? <laughs> so we tried. We tried with our son. We gave Detective Munch, who is ten, the can opener, and just yeah. watching him, it's not intuitive at all. The no. thing opens and closes. He's trying to put it on the wrong way, and eventually, after like five minutes, I'm like, "Fuck this!" And I showed him how to do it because that's well, what you do. Well, no, I mean, not even that. Like, 
You showed him a little bit, like. Nudged him in the right direction. It's hard to explain in this, but you have to understand. He's just like, look at the parts. He in no way, shape or form, ever tries to tell the, like, not so much as even where it goes on the can. Like, you know, first, just like, you know, this part. He's like, look at the gears. He's like, look at the gears. How does this work? And he's like asking her to like inspect the thing and figure it out. It, eventually, it took her like six hours and it caused a lot of outrage and people anyway, calling it child abuse. Regardless, anyway. I feel like, you know, you could at least throw the kid a bone and maybe like do it once, get her started. I, I don't know. This it is was, such a rant. You're going to lose it, everyone over being dead. It seemed like it was pretty <laughs> shitty parenting, but that was Parenting in the News, which is a segment we I announced we were going to do like four no, months ago. Parenting we've done, in the News. Yes. We've done one of them, I think. This was our second one. The last one we did was when... Uh, Joe Montana stopped his uh, somebody from kidnapping his granddaughter. That was pretty exciting. He's better than being dead. We can all agree he's better than being dead. One of my resolutions, coincidentally, oh. is to be more like Joe Montana, um, even though I'm a Dan Marino fan. Just approves. Approves. Yeah. Fake, fake 49ers fan here. Fake 49 We're not going to talk about the NFL because the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs, all right? We are going to talk about the New Year's resolutions. So I asked everybody, what are they going to try to do? Parenting resolutions. What are their parenting resolutions? So um, a, a lot of people gave some kind of random responses, and then I kind of tallied up the top five, right? Um, but there were some definitely some funny ones um, where people were kind of like resolutions. We just survived 2020, and we're barely surviving. We barely great. survived 2020, and 2021 is not off to a great start. Somebody said that... Uh, the, you know, there's no chance they're trying to they're going to try to do resolution this year. Jess and 2783 said 2020 brought enough changes to the House. You know, there's enough upheaval going on. We don't need to rock the boat further by trying to, you know, be super parents. Who needs that? The big Z, B-I-G-G-S-Y, said she just said once we survive the pandemic, maybe then I'll try to be a better parent. Right now it is all about survival. And I have absolutely no problem with that. Can I say just a little bit of a shout out to not only the big Z, but like. To anyone thinking that way, like, you know what? You probably didn't enter into 2020 being like, you know what I'm going to do this year? Survive a fucking pandemic and homeschool my kids and, you know, not die. You know, these little things. So you have already nailed last year's non-resolutions. Like, they were probably not on your list. So if you want to take a pass this year, cheers to you. So I agree with that. And S. Weld 87 says her resolution is to try not to fuck up her kids any more than 2020 already has. We're not gonna, we're not gonna know for years how oh traumatized it's have been by the last year. Um, we really should be driving right now our children into uh, becoming therapists because <laughs> I mean that is gonna be like you know top climbing job in the future. That I mean, is actually a good gonna call. be in we demand. Should. Yeah, we should force our children to uh, become psychologists and psychiatrists so that they can uh, they can collect. They can collect when the chickens come home. Because clearly they funny, already funny. have the upbringing as experts on mental health. <laughs> so uh, one person had maybe the best um, resolution there is was not your average Shira, who is actually mm-hmm. a great uh, account I follow. If you want to follow kind of a political activist account. Oh, see, I, I didn't know about this one. I will not have your to. Average but... Shira. I, I don't know her account, although I well, will check it out. But I, I mean, her resolution is her resolution top is, of the to, list. is to continue to not have children. Now, I wrote a tweet years ago um, in like 2017 or something that was my my resolution is to not have any more kids and to try not have it and try not to have as many kids as I already have. Um, a lot of people got upset about that. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to get rid of my kids. I mean. I will send them to military school or to grandma's or something like that. If possible, they'll still be my kids, obviously. But I was just joking. But definitely one of my resolutions is to not have any more kids. You agree, right, honey? Eh, sometimes I get the inkling. I'm, I'm, you know, a woman of a certain age. And, you know, just knowing that the hammer is actually about to turn five this week. And mommy is a mess because five is like not a baby. Yeah. He's an adult. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we should probably have a kid this year, actually. Not okay. Kid, you know what? I'm going to hang up and we're going <laughs> to delete this entire thing. Um, so what's funny is, so we have two kids. And one of the things we often say to each other is um, they need more one-on-one time from us, right? We need one-on-one yeah. time with each kid, especially because 
there together all the time. Um, Which and they 2020 has been really conducive to all this one-on-one -on -one time, taking the kids on special journeys alone with their parents and exactly. And they, you know, they get they get jealous of each other. Detective Munch gets jealous that you know we snuggle more with the little kid, and the little kid gets jealous that you know Detective Munch gets to stay up later and then watch you know, adult movies, like he really enjoyed Requiem for a Dream when we showed it to him, and the hammer was like, why can't I watch Bullshit. that? <laughs> Number one, we would never show him that because that movie's trash. Number it is not two, trash. It's traumatizing, but it's a great movie. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, yeah. Um, yeah, the hammer doesn't give a fuck, and he's seen so much more than Munch did at this age. Yeah, I think yeah. Munch well, hadn't even seen like Star Wars at this age. I know for a fact yeah, he had. Yeah, it was a yeah. big decision when he was like. Well, he was getting spoiled at school, so him. I had to. He was getting spoiled, but by, by his schoolmates, so I had to jump in and show it to him when he was like four. Yeah. It was, wasn't he closer to five? It was more like Ooh, five. But regardless, actually, meanwhile, the hammer half the time just doesn't give a fuck because he just runs in circles and screams. He's he's the hammer for a reason, guys, and he lives up to it every day. So Stephanie underscore Nicole 20 says that that's one of her resolutions is to try to spend more time with her kids individually. They are so much nicer when they're alone. And I think we both agree that when we do like if you go off with Detective Munch, yeah. you always come back and you're like, oh, we had such great conversations and stuff. Yeah, especially Detective Munch, because you pull him out of his zone. He actually is one on one because, you know, he's such a kid who will like he'll he will pick up a book anytime there's silence. It's like his version of adults picking up their phone. Right. Like he he will just get in it or he'll be excited about a video game and not stop talking about it. Oh, my God. But ever. if you get him one on one somewhere like he'll really open up and that's nice and we should do it more. I, I like that one. Well, Crochet Zombie Designs agrees she wants to make more effort to do one-on-one -on -one activities with each kid. But it's funny that you mentioned reading because a handful of people said that they want to do more reading to their children. So we definitely uh, lapsed on uh, reading to uh, the hammer because he's a second kid and you just stop caring yeah, about yeah. parenting so much. So but C.W. Bullard, C.W. Bullard is the loyal listener. Um, said he wants to read one big book a month with the kids. So that's something we never, I never really did was I never like read Harry Potter to Detective Munch, like not just leaf through children's books with them, but like read them to sleep with like a real novel. And I'm right. curious well, about we, maybe trying that with the hammer. Good luck. Um, we, he would like it because for a short stretch, Munch was reading books to him, not novels, which was awesome. We should get them back on that because it was just the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah. That um, was Two things with Munch, I think when like that was starting to happen and my friends were starting to do that, he was a really kind of good reader very quickly. Yeah. Like then he started reading those things. He's always been more like a great level ahead. So then he's yeah, just doing nerd. it. He's and then we're like, we're like, let's just take a fucking break then and not have to yeah. read goodnight books yeah. anymore. And then I have to say, this is the worst thing because the hammer is in virtual pre-K, and my favorite part of virtual pre-K is that they always send, like, books of people on YouTube reading, reading the books. child a book, which I'm sure is the exact same thing as cuddling up with your mom and having yeah. a good time. Perfect. Perfect. That's what, amazing parenting in 2021. You don't actually have to do it. I love so it. So don't worry, guys. I've got that checked off. Please. So, so it's funny. So you mentioned that Detective Munch reading to the hammer was nice. So one of the things we are trying to um, encourage with Detective Munch as a 10 year old is to be more self-sufficient um, and to help yeah. out a little bit more around the house. And a couple of people, Jurassic underscore Stark says she wants to have her three year old help with the chores. You getting a three year old help with the chores? She put help in, in, in quotations to, to let us know that she was being ironic. But I have to say at three and even early four was the perfect age for that. In that, if you don't they enjoy it, actual productivity. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've gotten out, like, the, like, little mop, like, the squirt mop to clean up quick messes. And the hammer will go crazy. Like, can I do it? And I'm like, it's not going to be, like, great. But no, they you think probably it's get fun, some though. kind of disgustingness off the floor. Knock yourself out. Go for it, kid. Yeah, he thinks it's fun to, like, do something grown up or to do something yeah. with mommy. 
the 10 year old less excited when those <laughs> yeah. give into them. Just like, oh, you want me to dust? I have to do so much. And then I go off into that voice only dogs can hear about how I do so much shit around this house. And oh my God, how dare you? Well, speaking of you going off, one of uh, a green-eyed lady's parenting resolutions is to swear less, to try not to say fuck, fucking, fuckery for fuck's sakes and all things fuck in front of my kids. That is not one of your resolutions. As we've mentioned many times on this podcast, you have no problems swearing in front of the kids, no the compunctions at all. idea of not swearing is fucking ridiculous, and I have no fucking interest in fucking doing that. We get it. In the fucking year going on. That's like one of my favorite things to say. Uh, you know what I, I've noticed? What? <laughs> my One of my favorite throwaway swear words is, oh, damn it, fuck it all to hell. Like, just let's get as many as we can into one place. So, see, this is a form of self-care for you, which brings us to number five. It is. It makes me feel good. On our list. Relief. So I asked parents who listen to this or follow me on Instagram um, what their resolutions were going to be, and then I tabulated them. And and there were five that were clearly the most popular. And number five was self-care, right? So as a parent, they were basically saying they needed to take care of themselves. And I wrote a post about this the other day about mental health and how you need to be able to take care of yourself before you'll be able to take care of other people. It's like when um, an oxygen bag falls on the plane if it's crashing and they say you need to put it use it on yourself before assisting somebody else with it because you will die if you're trying to help them without helping yourself first okay let's be honest though that post was awesome how much that do you do to your for yourself or i do for myself was that a question like actually executing upon that like oh you certainly are never like honey I'll leave the house with the kids. You have a couple hours by yourself, light some candles, have some wine, have a bath. That no, does but, not fucking happen. But I often Pumpkin. tell you to leave the house and I'll stay home with the kids. Yeah. Just go out into the disease-ridden <laughs> world. Have a fucking Look. anxiety attack. You talk about my anxiety in it because you're a high-risk person. Go nowhere because there's nowhere lazier. to go and don't die. It's so relaxing to me. I'm lazier than you. I'm more of a homebody than you. I'm more comfortable at home. But there's nowhere else to go. So of the options, home is the best one. Why don't you guys go just drive in circles and I don't know, take in the scenery, take a drive up the coast, like the New England coast. Come up to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. You know what? Go do that for a minute. Maybe that will be your, your Valentine's Day gift. When me, me and the kids will go on a road trip. We won't be back for two weeks. Good luck with That's that. Awesome. So Shanna.Levin says that she wants to focus on herself more so she doesn't lose her sanity. Chloe underscore Mara, M-A-R-A, says she's, she's taking more time off work instead of trying to juggle everything at the same time, which was a major fail. Now, I will say one I thing love that, that 2020 has kind of brought to the forefront is I can do my job remotely. A lot of us, if we're lucky enough and have the right kind of job, it is right. possible to do it from home and not have to be in the office. And all the distinct time. chance that's not the chance, the situation for Clomar, because for a lot, it's not. Um, and in those cases, I would say taking mental health days, that's a freaking lootly. Kudos to you. But yes, you were going to say how like remotely. Remotely, you are able to. So I'm lucky that my boss is more concerned with whether I get my work done, not whether I do it from nine to five or whatever. Right. So if I need to take a personal day or a half a day or something to kind of get some equilibrium or, you know, decompress, that's possible in a way that maybe it's not as possible if I'm in a cubicle at work right at home. If I have to, I can like take a nap in between meetings or whatever, right? So it is possible. And I think balance is very important. And I think employers, a lot of employers are learning how important balance can be, especially during a pandemic. So good for Clomara. You're often encouraging me to, you know, take a day or two here. And and God knows Detective Munch is always asking to take a, have a day from school for his mental health. Yeah, you know, this is, you know, I guess the flip side of that coin 
that I would say is you'll also, you know, Detective Munch is like you're always working. Like he feels yeah. like you're always on the computer or you're on, you know, the Instagram account or doing this stuff. I mean, well, I freelance as well on the wear side. Wear a lot probably. of hats. You know, he does freelance writing on the side. Dude does a lot of work, and thank you for that. Um, sometimes he's silently like, I don't raising know, raising the roof. I'm raising the roof raising for myself. The roof for himself. Okay, settle down. No, but on the other hand, I think, and this is a problem for a lot of the remote work. There'll be times where you're like, oh, I have to do something. It's eight at night, or like we want to do yeah. something as a family, and it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back till like the point you can't do it or goes into the evening because it's also too easy to be like, Oh, I want to get this done. So it's ready for the next day. I mean, it is, you know, and I have my work, it sucks. And I have my work email like in my phone and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it can be hard to disconnect sometimes. So I do think that uh Clomara Clomara has the right idea and that balance is an important part of, of self-care work-life balance. I would say I have told you that one of my resolutions for you is to be on your phone less. You are very often <laughs> on your phone looking at it and you're like, I'm listening. Well, I'm like, I would like human eye contact, please. That's what I would like in 2021. Well, look, when I'm making when I'm making dank memes to try to, you know, continue to grow our social media empire, I got to be on my phone sometimes. It's just the way okay. it is. All right. Anyway. Unless you're like talking to sponsors, catch me later. Sponsors, catch me outside. Hook it up. Marty Mart 242 says his her self care is kicking or his self care is kicking their child out of their bed. Um, I agree. Sometimes co sleeping can be uh, negative. Although when your mom is buried and your youngest kid is about to turn five, you are all about the the co sleeping. VM Rizzi well, says. I don't know. He was in there last night, and he's now huge. Yeah. So I am all about <laughs> the co-sleeping, but you're going to have to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what happens. Yeah, I go sleep on the you. couch. <laughs> You'll still be there, like, in 20 years, probably. VM Rizzi says her self-care is more dumping her kid at the grandparents' house every time they ask for him, right? So me and Pete, Pete and I did an entire episode um, yelling at people who were lucky enough to have family nearby who would volunteer to take to that kind of stuff because it's check your privilege people i'm ready about to like just you know have a an insurrection <laughs> throw shit start burning things but just at that idea because we don't have it at all no. any semblance of it we used to have are when the grandparents were much younger and like yeah. we could drop them and go for and a we weekend. only had like, one kid yeah you know if we lived near them for the afternoon, absolutely. Maybe the night we could probably get away with. Even, but like, even the uh, even my brother, to... even my brother and his wife, his wife has a big family full of sisters and stuff, oh, and they're often yeah. able to babysit at the very least, and that's just a luxury we I'm wish really we had. Happy although for all of you people, but it's really it's it's like a trigger thing for me. Triggered. So Amy the cab, and I thought this one was interesting. Her self-care is to stop seeing her kids' misbehavior as a failure on her part. Now, I think this is something that all parents, and something I actually have been trying to promote on my social media for a long time and on my blog, is that all kids are assholes to a certain level, right? There's just a baseline of assholeness you're going to have to deal with, and it's not all your fault. The challenge is recognizing you know, what you're, if you have negative parenting habits or negative personal habits or a shitty personality or bad genes. Like earlier tonight, I heard Detective Munch bossing and bossing around his little brother and scolding him. And all it made me think of was he learned that from me doing it to him. And it just made me feel like trash. Um, so that is something I recognize in myself where I do blame myself a little bit for that. Um, but there are a lot of situations where, look, your kid's going to have tantrums. Your kid's going to be a piece of shit sometimes. And it's not always your fault. I wrote a whole bo uh, blog article years ago when we lived in Raleigh about sometimes two-year-olds are just assholes. It's just the way it is, right? Stop apologizing for your own parenting and being embarrassed by it and just be like, he's a fucking toddler. He's a two-year-old. He's a piece of shit. He doesn't know how to yeah. live his life. As you know, I am very hard on myself for what I see as my own failures, um, or my own shortcomings, not failures, but like even, and sometimes it'll be the stupidest shit such as like, I am in physical pain from my chronic illness. And so I didn't go yeah. 
you know, hiking today with my kids. Although I do want to get into hiking in 2021. Okay. Who's with me? Not, not me. <laughs> Have fun. There's that one-on-one -on -one time you're looking for with the kids. Go hiking. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, no, I mean, so it, it's hard not to be hard on yourself sometimes. And I, I do think that sometimes I feel like the need to course correct, especially like particularly bad habits. But yeah, there's definitely a baseline. And that's what I was going to say when I first read that. I'm like, Dad and Barry does not have a problem in that category. He's like, these kids are assholes. And I'm also a little bit of an asshole. But you know, what are you going to do? As they get older, I think it gets a little bit harder to to blame it on the kid just being a kid. Um, and Talk sometimes you need to look in the mirror. too hard on themselves. We missed one on this, on the notes here, which is... Um, oh, yeah. Monona Camp. I'm not sure how I said that. Um, Monona Camp would like to cook more. I cook maybe twice a week, and my 12-year-old needs me to do better as she grows up. And I will say... I somewhat like cooking. Like I like cooking, but I like cooking in like a nice big kitchen, which we do not have in Brooklyn, New York. And I like cooking with like peace and sanity and time. Which we do and not have cook with something two children. <laughs> that it, huh? Which we do not have with two children. No. There's no and peace I and sanity. Cook something that's good with like fresh, often expensive ingredients, which we do not have tons of money for. And I want the people that I cook for to eat it. Which even Dad and Barry won't nine times out of ten because he bullshit. Oh my God, I have things like artichoke cards and I don't eat artichoke cards out the ass. I eat them nonstop. I don't. I'm, I don't... Not eating, I'm not eating salmon. How about that? You have a bit of a list, and most it's mostly more of the high end cuisine. But if I want to take up burger making, I guess I'm solid. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> we need to get well. We need we need to get an air fryer into it. That's not going to change your life. It just means your chicken nuggets will go in another place. Yeah, but then I'll get to say we have an air fryer, and people will be like, "Ooh, I'm impressed." I've seen it happen. It happens okay. all the time online. Oh my god, Look, so you're such a loser. No, um, <laughs> but like here's a, also guys. At, I hope this person takes a little easy on herself because I used to cook like four times a week. I would say we would order out three times a week. Um, now it's still around three times a week that we order out. But the other nights, we're not having fucking delicacies, <laughs> okay? I have more time, quote unquote, during the pandemic than ever before and less fucking interest. Oh, because the rest of the day, you're doing all this bullshit stuff that you probably didn't even sign up for. It is redundant. You are in the world's longest Groundhog Day. And if at the end of Groundhog Day, you want pizza again, eat a fucking pizza. That's my right. advice for 2021. <laughs> she certainly took the uh, not feeling guilty thing as far as it could go. So congratulations, <laughs> Monona Camp. We got, once again, we are lowering the bar for parents everywhere. So you mentioned that you wanted to do more hiking. The number four resolution that people submitted, more people submitted, um, was to spend more time outdoors. Little Charmer 80 said that she wanted to encourage her kids to ride their bikes more, which is funny because last year we got a couple of uh, Zizzo bikes from Zizzo, those those uh, foldable bikes. I used I mine the other day. I rode an errand. I rode it for an errand. It was like really short ride, and I literally almost died because I've had actually no physical activity in like <laughs> nine months. I had to yeah. like stop at a certain point. I'm like, oh my God, I can't breathe. Like, my thighs were burning. It was not a good time, but I'm You've excited. literally, like, not moved much. And I I'm love not much the better. Bikes. I the mean, bikes are great. Indent on my bed. But, yes, MJ actually somewhat gifted me. He totally surprised me. Yeah. It was, like, kind of a gift around our anniversary. It was, like, a his and her bikes. Not that we are ever, you know. I it's a tandem like bike. It's a family. tandem bike. It's a tandem bike. We ride it together. Not, not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would rather. Ridiculous. No chance. What is this? Um, but it is really cool. And then we went and got Munch a bike and I really want, the thing is, is we got it like right before winter and it's yeah. not like nice here, um, in New York city. It's cold. It's been really wet. It's been like just wet and gross and cold. So and a lot of people did say they work. wanted to, to get their kids outdoors more. A lot of people are saying they're trying to spend a thousand hours outdoor, which is a, a trend that I've seen. But is our it? problem is our problem is that 
from January to, you know, April, sometimes even May, if it's not a winter, oh freezing cold winter wasteland, it's a slushy, gloomy, rainy wasteland, right. very dreary. It's just, it's it's not easy to, to spend the next four months going outside a lot, although it certainly is something that, you know, we try to encourage the kids to go outside. We have a tiny little square backyard to try to get them out in. It's not easy. In summer and in spring, I think we use it a good amount, even if it's just for like outdoor eating or like having friends over. Like that was our only social distance outdoor oasis this summer with our like one friend in our little pod, um, friend family. And so that's nice to have. But, you know, and we go to parks and stuff like that. But, yeah, we're not we're in a city. We're in like the biggest city <laughs> in the country. Yeah. I mean, I like snow in the winter because a i think it's beautiful and stuff but snow in new york city is pretty for 12 hours or less and then it is disgusting black sludge with like trash heaped outside because the trash can't come pick it up it is not it's not a winter wonderland so we'll take a rain check on the more outdoor stuff until the weather improves but a lot of people but then because hike it because we're right well, obviously, with the pandemic and the and the quarantine and all that stuff, people are feeling a little bit of uh, stir crazy. So I understand why not to go outside more. Another one, the number yes. three one, which is something I think you very much agree with. It's my like, number one one every year. Number three is to be more present. So Mandron, M-A-N-D-R-0-N, says this. He's trying to enjoy more of the time she spends with her kid instead of just kids, instead of just waiting for them to go to bed. So when mom and Barry talks about being more present, she doesn't just mean we need to be more present with the kids. She means I need to be more present and not on my phone all the time and that kind of stuff. And you you yourself feel the same way. You need to be a little bit more present because you get sucked into your phone as much as anybody else does. Absolutely. Like, I mean, A, the phone, especially in a time of pandemic where there are just endless hours and every day is 72 hours long. You know, it's hard not to want to do that some. But then beyond that, I think be present. And a lot of women, I think, feel this way. I don't know, maybe some men too. But like, just even the mental presence of being there. Like, you know, a lot of times I'll be out playing with the kids and doing something I like. We'll be at a park or something and my mind will start racing. And maybe it's that anxiety-ridden mind or or what. Thinking about, oh my God, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I mean, there are times when you know, you feel great and you're relaxed and you're really just enjoying it in the moment. But sometimes it's really hard to like turn that off and be there and it be special. It is tough, especially like with the concept of phases with kids where you're kind of like, I can't wait for this phase to end. So it's going to get better. And then you end up just keep waiting for the next phase and it doesn't get better. It changes equally bad, uh, equivalently bad for other reasons. But once you start thinking like that, I think you can very easily, things become a blur and you stop enjoying the good parts about those things. Um, yeah. You know. I feel like I've had that a little less, just especially with kid number two, because I know it's the last one and I know that all Damn the things straight. are going to suck in their own way. And it's just, you you know me, I just want to stop time. Like the other day, the hammer said the sweetest freaking thing, which was like, I'm gonna look. <laughs> <Not that young. laughs> right on cue. Which is when when I'm old when you are older, I'm I wanna make a potion to make you forty-three forever and me four <laughs> years old forever, so we can always be like this. You hear that I'm bawling, right? You cry, there's no crying in podcasts. <laughs> I can't not. It was the sweetest thing. It's terrifying, actually. I find it uh, <laughs> a little nightmarish. I want that potion. I think it's going to give you a potion that way. Slow your roll, you Junior. Don't. You creep me out. Oh, stop. Anyway. It's called consent. It's called consent. Anyway. So, you know, maybe I need to remember that to be more present because he's clearly got it down, that kid. Hand in hand with be more present is the number two resolution people submitted, <laughs> which was less screen time. And by that, they mean less for their kids and less for themselves. Obviously, we've touched upon that uh, a couple of times already. And I think it's just something that goes part and parcel with being stuck inside all the time and with just having technology at our fingertips, right? 
So we want our kids to be outside more and have less screen time. We want to be more present and be on our phones less when we're around our kids. But the reality of it is the phone's entertaining. You know, I'm having a good time with it. I'm having a good time streaming TV shows. Lots of good stuff out there. Queen's Gambit, Industry, Ted Lasso, if you haven't watched it. Fucking king shit. I love it. My kids, we got the kid, uh, we got the kid PlayStation. You know, they enjoy it. We all enjoy it. You know, I'm going to go back we to the take- self-care one and have a little bit less guilt about it. How about that? All right. Yeah. No, trust me. He has no problem with that one. And on the weekends, especially anytime before like 10 a.m., we're a-okay <laughs> with, with screen time. And then when we need a break in the day, I like kind of having the evenings together and I have to have at least one, preferably two, afternoons on the weekend together as a family. As Dad and Barry knows, I cannot wait for football season to end. You're going to do so much fucking family shit. It's it's going to be gross. We got six games this weekend. We got four games next weekend. So we're not there yet. Better get your fill, buddy. Better get your fill. So uh, C-S-C-H-E-I-C-H, I can't pronounce C-Shike, said that one of their resolutions is definitely less screen time, but her, her kids are addicted, and I enjoy the quiet evening, she said. And that's the, you know, the catch-22 of it. It is when your kid is on a video game or watching TV or something, it does get pretty quiet, and you can kind of do what you got to do in the other room. I mean, right now, how do you think that we are doing this podcast? <laughs> and they aren't even being quiet. They're supposed They're to be being quiet. quiet. You can probably hear them in the background. It's just Lord of the Front flies downstairs, but we're like, that's okay. They're fine. A mom of three underscore says less screen time. And then she says, bah, ha, 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 just kidding. Because for a lot of people, yeah. again, it falls under self-care is letting the kids have some screen time. Especially so that you can right have now. Break. And the reality is that they're in a, um, they're in a world that they're going to be on screen. Like, yeah, maybe not youtube all day or whatever but you know as our 10 year old especially now that he does like remote school a lot and stuff like he'll just look at stuff on the internet you know not porn but (laughs) problem yeah as far as we know you know talking about stuff he's interested in like you know oh do you know the next like um What's the book he's super into right now? Wings of Desire. No, Wings, wings of Desire. No, not Wings of Desire. <laughs> That's Tropic of Cancer. No, um, Wings of Fire. And he'll, like, talk about it. And him and his friends will, like, look up facts about it. And that's kind of a normal thing to do. Yeah, but that's the problem is, like, he'll go to YouTube and he'll be like, he'll, he'll see some fake trailer somebody has made and completely buy it. And he'll be like, hey. Yeah, I know. This is coming out next week, and it's about this. I'm like, no, that's not real. We well, better work on the gullibility before a QAnon comes back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> QAnon might be president by then, okay? Um, all right. So, and the number one, by far, the number one, and I combine these two because I feel like they go hand in hand. And by obviously, far, your number one as well. My number one as well. The number one res- parenting resolution people submitted was to yell less slash to be more patient and there were so many i did a little i had a post-it where i was tabulating counting each one and and then this was like it tripled like every other resolution um and i honestly think if i separated them out and had less yelling and more patient i think they would be one and two regardless so i combined them all um and obviously you know when you're stuck in the house all the time with your kids and you can't go places you have fewer breaks from their kids they're not going to school they're not seeing their friends as much Everybody loses patience a little bit more probably than they should, um, but it's understandable. But it is definitely something. I mean, I was trying to yell less long before the pandemic. You know, we had an entire episode about that, I think, and it's just one of my things. You got to bring I back the rubber back band, yelling. right? The rubber band, yeah. I wrote that blog post about trying to use a rubber band to remind myself that I'm a piece of shit and I need to stop yelling so much and stop being so much of a piece of shit. Um, uh, and I'll try to pick one of those. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think that. As you know, I've definitely been the calmer of the two, not to say, like, I'm a saint or anything, but... You're not a saint. So, this year, like, I definitely have yelled more than I ever have. And I Yeah, just that. the past couple of days, yeah. <laughs> no offense. I mean, yelling at the TV in the state of the world That's doesn't true. count, yeah. Michael. Yelling at Trump <laughs> does not count, yeah. Oh, please, pass on that one. Um, but 
yelling at the kids. In fact, they're about to come in this room, and I am going to go nuts. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> need to yell less, judging by how loud they've been during this entire thing. They don't. They don't listen. Of course, we yell. These kids don't listen. Oh, so thought, they might be in physical pain, so we should wrap it up. <laughs> okay, we'll wrap it up in a minute. But I did want to mention Stroy F. Jessica, S-T-R-U-Y-F. Jessica said that, uh, you know, she wants to find a way to discipline her kids without them taking it so personally, right? Constructive criticism. My 10-year-old doesn't understand that. I try to help with his homework, and it just it devolves into a yelling yelling match because I try to tell him, hey, I know how to do fractions and common denominators, and he freaks out that I'm accusing him like he's doing something trash. No, you just don't know how to do it yet. So I agree with her that kids need to learn how to take criticism a little more. Even the four-year-old, when he gets scolded, he'll hide his face because he's so ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You're four. You're still learning. They're literally like peering through the like French doors. We are going to. I can't <laughs> wait. Once we, once we get off this podcast, I'm going to yell so loud for so long because they were told not to interrupt our podcast. This is a social what? media empire. I am the king of all media. Uh-oh. The kid who doesn't eat didn't eat dinner, I, I just found out. We're about to enter trouble town. I'm going to need to use all of my patience to avoid okay. this Okay, I think the okay. last comment is about how wonderful you are, so I'll let you take that <laughs> one while I go get this kid. Well, I do. While you're uh, talking about how wonderful you are, I'll go handle the children. Thank you for joining us, Mama Barry. So, obviously, this has devolved into a bit of a shit show because kids are awful, as we all know. Uh, oh, my God. I apologize to everybody if this is loud in your in your earphones. I want to thank you for listening. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Please like and subscribe. Mom and Barry's going to need all the help she can get. I did want to shout out uh, at Two Dads, Two Kiddos, who left me one of my favorite compliments ever. He said, I find your intelligence combined with your overall disdain for everyone very appealing. I don't think my kids appreciate my disdain for them, but I appreciate that compliment, Two Dads, Two Kiddos. Appreciate it very much. Hope you guys will listen, subscribe, and like. Tell your friends about this, and you'll listen next week when uh, my co-host Pete should be back. Stay strong. It's almost inauguration day. We appreciate you. Happy New Year. We'll catch you next time.